Hey, Dad, what do you do when you're out with friends? The waiter comes up and tries to take everybody's order, but the whole table freezes up, and everyone's looking at each other trying to find some help. Mm, that's a great question. So what, what should I do? You should have some confidence, Dad, or as our friends at Jägermeister call it, shotfidence. If everyone's having trouble ordering, here's what you do. You take charge, you grab the bull by the horns, you find that dog in you, and you make an executive decision. And just order for the table a round of ice-cold Jägermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, we've all been drinking Jägermeister wrong. Did not know that. How should we be drinking it? Glad you asked, Dad. We should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit. Well, that brings up other things that I love ice cold as well. And I'll tell you right out of the gate, that's going to be a candy bar pulled out of the freezer. That's my way of eating candy. Oh, I love it. On the golf course out there, you get to the turn in the middle of the round there, and you get to that little clubhouse there, and they've always got the candy bar options, and I always see they've usually got a little box of them in the freezer, and it always makes it better on a hot day out on the golf course, taking a bite of that cold, cold chocolate and getting ready to go for the rest of my round. It's the same way with Jägermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice-cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to DraftKings Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gojo and Golick. Mike Golick Jr., Mike Golick Sr., Jesse Cofield, holding it down in Boston for us. We are brought to you by Wrangler, made for the ride of life. Save 15% on your first Wrangler.com order with promo code GOJO15. Got another banger for you today, as always. Download, subscribe, rate, review. We're serious. Do that. You've been slacking lately. Leave us a five-star <laughs> rating and check us out on the DraftKings YouTube channel, DraftKingsNetwork.com. Samsung TV Plus and more from 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. Jason Fitz is going to join us in a little bit. Yahoo Sports football analyst. As we get ready for a big weekend, Dad, we got Thursday night football tonight. Jags and Saints popping off here. We've got a missing James Harden from Saints. Oh, my God. Uh, 76ers training camp right now as they get set for the start of the season. Uh, but, Dad, we probably need to address the uh, possum sized elephant in the room, huh? Yeah, yeah, we absolutely do. Um, 
Mike and Wild Animals is a show in and of itself. Mm. So yesterday, mm -hmm. Mike texted our family group and showed us a video and said he had a possum under his sink in his bathroom in his uh, apartment in in L.A., in Manhattan Beach. Where you just were, by the way. You yes, were sleeping I, mere feet from where I, a sleeping is, opossum, I guess we have to pronounce the O. That's which, something why? that's been new to me. Uh, why? I, I, re I refuse. I refuse. Look I refuse. Look at him. So, Look at how comfortable. Did, by so the way. Here, so, here, so here we go. Let me set this up for a yeah. second before we begin breaking down the possum video here. Let's name him, might though. just be walking into it. We're going we're gonna to get there. Let All me right. set this up. All right. Let me set it up. Whatever. Let me set it up. So yesterday, I'm getting ready to go and trim down my beard. As you guys can see, it's getting a little bit long for anyone watching on any of the video platforms that we're on. And I keep my beard trimmer underneath the sink in my bathroom, which means I don't go in there very often. It's not something I do, but every, you know, maybe once a month, I go in and hack this thing down. And so I go in there, la-di-da, in the middle of the day, open this cabinet and sure enough two wee beady eyes staring me <laughs> right in the face packed with a bunch of fur behind it from underneath that sink and so i respond as any grown adult would by screaming uncomfortably loud <laughs> running out of the room shutting all the doors and then calling animal control who comes back here and bravely approaches the wild animal underneath my sink to yes reveal a possum hanging out in my bathroom snoring if you can't you can see it in this video but you cannot hear the sound i was dead stunned this possum had become so comfortable and apparently been here for so long that it was catching a few z's and sawing open logs underneath the sink thanks to a hole behind my wall okay, it wait. really does yeah i gotta I, I have to start with this question there's a large hole in the behind you know the wall behind the sink did you know about the hole did you this is like a guy thing where you're just like, oh, that's a pretty big hole in the wall, uh, but it's in a sink. Uh, there's a cabinet. So, like, did you, was there any concern about the large hole? Jesse, I'm not going to lie. That's the exact thought process that went through this. I had seen the hole back there before. Yeah. I didn't really think it went anywhere of value. It looked a little Shawshanky. But like it would have been hidden behind the poster. But yeah, it was one of those things. I'm like, oh, it's under the sink. Where could this possibly lead to? I'll save this problem for another day. I got bigger fish to fry. Yeah. I, it, it, amazingly enough, as you were explaining, boy it, math. I was thinking to myself, if there's a hole in your wall, how would you not be concerned? But as you were explaining it, I thought the same thing. I would see it and say, ah, well, you know, I got a door here. It's closed. I'm not really going to worry about it. So but the men can see it That's all. called boy yeah. math. That's <laughs> yeah, called that's boy math. math. Very yeah. true. So, mm -hmm. so I, I mean, I, I was stunned by this. When Mike lived, Jesse, when Mike lived in Connecticut, we were at ESPN. Yeah. Oh, my God. The video, he had a bat in his house one day. And the video that he sent us uh, that he had rolling of him trying to get this bat out of the house where he spent most of the time on video, we had him running and screaming from the bat. <laughs> the bat was not chasing him at all. This wasn't a vampire bat trying to turn him. Hey, listen, bat you have was, no idea. Bats can carry rabies. Bats I didn't can carry say rabies. that. And but that's the, the biggest difference. And what I found out yesterday is possums 
actually have such a low blood temperature that they are largely disease-free and they're self-cleaners. They're like cats. So while people associate them with being dirty little gremlins, they're actually quite clean. And the reason that most people associate them with being dirty is because they're fear poopers. When they're afraid and they're uh, presented with a predator, they poop themselves to mimic death. That's why you get playing possum. A lot of creatures, including humans, when they die, they evacuate the dance floor in their bowels, and possums are just like that. So they play dead, they poop themselves, so they become less appetizing to a potential predator because they're on the ground covered in poop. Okay, so my other thing that I had to go with immediately was, I don't want to tell anyone how to do their job, you know, but our girl from Animal Control, her, her technique was not Great. Obviously, the possum escaped into the hole. Yeah, possum. You, the bottom line is the possum was not caught. Correct? She was very concerned with moving the like scrubbing bubbles. Like I, I think my first move would have been to block the hole with like a towel or something so that our yeah, boy couldn't escape. It's tight quarters back there, Jesse, and the animal control officer was lovely, a joy to deal with, and thank her for her service. Twenty-year army veteran. Wow. Who came into the crib ready to do this? She was rightly concerned with making sure that the animal wasn't harmed in all of this. Right, That's always right. a big priority for them. And as she said, as she later, I think she might have been trying to do me a favor because let me tell you what, she was slinging big possum propaganda during mm. the trip. And she told me, these are actually my favorite ones to come deal with. They're actually pretty sweet creatures and they're good for the surrounding environment. They eat a bunch of ticks. They eat all the other bugs that you actually don't around the want around the house. So she kind of, I think it was like a wink, wink thing where she's like, oh, I'm going to go after it because if it's in here, it's actually eating the bugs and keeping the other stuff out. I'm going to do you this favor, even though you're kind of freaked out by the possum no. versus the bat that dad brought up before that can actually carry rabies. That if it had bitten me, in addition to maybe becoming a nighttime vigilante, I also could have had rabies. Mm. All right. All right. You are. You are a pathetic human being. Yeah. Do you think? Gotham needs a hero. Do you think that she set the possum free like that's what i'm saying what, well, what, you well, think what she was she gonna do with it if she caught it she would have set it free somewhere else right somewhere yeah, else she's just gonna yeah. relocate it yeah 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 it's not relocate like... it right yeah right into your alley right by the hole that's it so <laughs> now as we were talking about before <laughs> the show let it out right by the hole. <laughs> as we were talking about as we were talking about before the show so what steps did you take after this you have a hole under your sink and there's a hole outside that you saw so said possum is no longer under your sink. We don't know if it's back outside or in your walls. What did you do to rectify the future issue of some sort of animal getting into your house? Plugged up the hole with cardboard. You cardboard? plugged up the hole under your sink. Yeah. But not the hole coming into your place from the outside. Well, no, because then you could potentially trap the possum in there and then it's going to die inside and you don't want that stink of dead rotting possum in the crib. So, no, we'll, we will approach that subject at a later date with the no, proper you authorities won't. here. No, you won't. I got a landlord. I got people I got to go through here. But right now we have stopped the immediate problem of the possum being able to come in and just chill in the crib under there in all the comfort and luxury. Again, former army member and current animal control officer watching her work the knife on the cardboard she was like yeah when i was over in afghanistan we used to have to do a lot of critter control and so you get pretty used to doing stuff like this not gonna lie was cool as hell to hear from the person who was whittling the little thing and fastening it in my cabinet in there so that this creature critter couldn't get back in my house um a follow-up question on that so i know you know you've obviously 
perhaps she's an agent of big possum propaganda. I don't know. Thanks, but you've obviously bought in. They're self-cleaners, but I'm hoping that you are going to wash. It looked like some towels that were... A nest? Oh, those are like those are like towels that are for cleaning up stuff. Like that's like, oh, if I got a grease spill or something like that, those are the dirty old towels that used to be wash rags. They got past the point in their life where they could be wash rags that would actually do cleaning. So now they're under there for the real nasty stuff that comes up. And now they might just get retired in general. That might be one of those things where you know, it's like the haunted room in a house where we're just going to close the door in there and we're not going to treat that like a functioning member of the rest of the house anymore. Right. Cause uh, you know, I hear what you're saying. They're used for like mess stuff, but you shouldn't use the possum towels to clean up anything. Now, I'm going to save the possum towels for the next time dad comes in town. Oh, See, that's, that's not gonna nice. Know. Just, just like, no, you know what this is? The this dog is like plate. yesterday when dad talked about his dog plate, how he thought it was so funny that he would have our dogs lick these plates clean in the house. And then instead of having them lick them clean and putting them in the dishwasher like a normal person in a society, my dad decided, no, I'm agent of chaos. I'm going to have the dogs lick the plate clean, put it back in the cabinet, and then just play roulette with the kids and everybody else coming in the house. So now, Dad, welcome to Possum Towel Roulette. It was America's favorite <laughs> new game show in my apartment here when you come visit where any towel in the house might have been touched by a possum. I'll know which towels are the possum towels, but you will have no idea if you're wiping your face or anything else with sweet American homegrown possum juice. This is so, a BYOT I mean, situation, senior. Yeah, well, I mean, he just he just made it very easy for me. If I need to dry off or wipe something, I'm just going to use the sheet of his bed. Oh, okay. That yeah. also might That's be a more. possum towel. No, no, there, there was no, there was no possum on your bed. Was there any possum excrement under the sink at all? They Did are fear poopers, as we found out. I yeah. was going to say, and I tell you what, based on how loud I yelled when I saw that possum, I can't believe he didn't poop. Because <laughs> I almost did, pooped. Did I was you? Say, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. did I'm you? not ready okay. for all that nonsense, man. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, so that is uh, that was Possum Gate. I put all the videos on social media. Uh, they were delightful snoring and then the possum bearing its teeth which also apparently they don't actually bite they just bear the teeth and try and look well and they and got some teeth hissy. though i mean they, they got they, big scary yeah. teeth, but they just kind of like it kind of soft bite you a little bit so oh, where do just, we want to go like do puppies. we want to go want to go with pete or paulie so yeah this is this is what i really want to crowdsource at gojo and golik on twitter and if you're in the youtube comments i need people to sound off because it's still in the wall and so i figure since it's a member of the family i need to give it a name and so we're accepting those i threw this out to the instagram crowd yesterday a lot of predictably like rudy notre dame quarterback name someone suggested sam hartman i uh, enjoyed it pd possum as a riff on pd pablo some people also threw out pojo in keeping with the name of the show oh wow kind of into pojo one. so at gojo and golik on twitter if you have got potential name ideas for the possum now living in my walls i'm all ears wow. I, I i i thought it was excellent video um again she may have been a very very sweet person but she did not capture said critter so I, I have a I, well, it's not going to show up under your sink again unless it breaks down the barricade. It's cardboard, no, and so I'd imagine those teeth could just go right through, through it. Yeah, they're much more lovers than fighters versus like their raccoon brethren. Like a raccoon's going to bust right through that. Raccoon's going to open up the door, probably come punch me in the face in my bed. They're absolutely vicious creatures. But possum, sweetheart, not going to do that. 
right. I, I found out it, possum it, Twitter is a real. And you know what? Again, back to the thing. Opossum, get over yourself. I'm not going to call it a possum. Yeah, what is that? I, I, I never understood that. Yeah. What, what's the difference? Is there a difference? Or, or their their given name is just opossum. Their given name is opossum, but I feel like we have all collectively decided as a society a long time ago to omit the A. Yeah. And so while I respect anybody and what they want to be called, mama named Clay, I'm going to call him Clay. The possum situation, I don't know if I can abide by that. So we'll see, but we're going to give him a different name anyway. Echo Joe and Golik on Twitter. You're going to help out with that. Dad, the possum hopefully got to hear me cheering last night for a couple different sporting events we had on. We got a little bit of fight back in Major League Baseball. Yes. The Houston Astros decided to go ahead and take one from the Rangers. And, man, I, I feel bad right now, Dad, in this MLB postseason. Real scary times for pitchers of my age and era when it comes to what we saw from Clayton Kershaw in the last round for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And then Max Scherzer coming mm -hmm. back from injury, his first outing since then, gets absolutely lit up, only makes it through four innings, gives up five runs. You hate seeing that. It's like watching your dad get beat up in public, seeing an aging ace get rocked. Oh, that hurts. Okay, hopefully you'll never see me get beat up in public. Hopefully I never get in a fight in public because there's no reason to be doing that. But you're right. It's been 36 days since he pitched. And by the way, they're going to need him more uh, if, if, they, <laughs> if, if the series, like right now on projection of rotation, if it got to a game seven, he would be the guy if they decide to leave him in the starting rotation. So he basically he said he feels good. He even tried to, to talk to you know Bruce Bochy, his manager, and say, I'm feeling fine. He said, it's my job to tell the manager how I'm feeling. Then it's a manager's job to decide what we're going to do. He said he felt fine. Bruce Bochy said, don't care. We're going yeah. to the bullpen <laughs> on this one. Five runs and four winnings. You go ahead and feel fine the rest of the time in the dugout because we're going to we're going to go to the bullpen right yeah. now. From and a do human this level, I'm super yeah. glad you're yeah. feeling fine. Yeah. From a baseball level, we need you to feel Not fine so with about four yeah. less runs on the and, board. And, and his first pitch was 95 miles an hour. They said they'd be happy if he touched 93. At 95, said it, you know, to dive into the weeds. He said his slider wasn't working. Norman, that's a finishing pitch for him, and it wasn't happening. Hit a batter, had a wild pitch, gave up a couple of hits on the slider. Uh, Jose Altuve went yard on him as well. So it didn't go well, but that's I guess that's my thought going forward is they're going to need him again. And when and in what instance will that be as Houston's trying to come back and they're still down 2-1? Yeah, so I guess in that case, it's good that he was feeling good. Like yeah, coming exactly. off of injury, yeah, yeah, having yeah. that in the background, maybe it wasn't ever going to be perfect. And this is one of those other things too. Do or die situation for the Astros, right? They were up against it. This is a team with a ton of postseason pedigree. You mentioned Jose Altuve going yard again. He's getting really close to catching Manny Ramirez for the most postseason home runs all time. So this is a team that certainly has this capability. Uh, we heard from Altuve postgame, by the way. See if you can play baseball stock bingo, uh, stock answer bingo with the cliches in this answer from Jose Altuve. No, obviously good. You know, uh, down in the series by two. It feels like we have no choice but uh, win tonight. A lot of good swings, you know, one game at a time. Uh, Feels really good. We celebrate tonight, but got to be ready for for tomorrow. Yeah, there was at least be. a handful. Yeah, that was at least a handful in there, and that's you know, that that that's what you're getting right now. You're not. Yeah, I think everybody maybe has learned from in the National League the Philly situation of be careful what you say. It could end up on a shirt somewhere and used against us. So let's just hit the sports cliches and not worry about anything else. 
Yep. I mean, we're already, you're already the Houston Astros. So yeah. people yeah, don't have exactly. to reach very far to not like <laughs> you. People don't have to look very hard to find the things about you that aren't palatable. So, yeah, especially like Altuve and the guys that have been around for all the trash can bang and nonsense long enough for people to hate them. I'd imagine you're going to probably keep pretty tight lips right now so that everyone doesn't have even more. So here's the stat of the day. Again, Houston was down 0-2 in the series. Teams that have won game three after trailing 2-0 have come back to win the series 13 of 50 times. So 26% of the time, the team down 0-2 and then winning game three has come back to win the series. We shall see. I'm glad they made it a series, but that's Texas's first loss this postseason, and that's the question mark is how is Shures are going to be going forward. That's going to be the question mark in Major League Baseball. Dad, elsewhere, last night, asking you shall receive the WNBA Finals came to a very uh, wild and exciting ending after a bunch of blowout games. You asked for a close one, and the Aces and the Liberty decided to oblige there with the shorthanded Aces going out there and winning uh, the WNBA championship. Back-to-back champs the first time since the early 2000s Los Angeles Sparks to pull that off, and they went out and got it done. Dad gave an exciting game. It was a ton of fun to watch, a bunch of celebrities out there. I hope Al Michaels is as disgusted that they showed Jason Sudeikis so many times as he was that they showed Taylor Swift at football games. I doubt that was the case, but uh, got an exciting game there, Dad. So at the very least, you can feel good knowing that while the series came to an end because the Aces were able to win on the road and break serve despite being shorthanded, you at least got it in exciting fashion. I, I was happy for that. Listen, the game's tied, right, at 64, and then Vegas goes on, run, runs off the next six, and they have a – a six-point lead with a little over a minute, about a minute 20-something to go. So I'm I'm happy we finally got one. The Aces proved they're the best team. We had the two best teams here. We got a good game. As you mentioned, back-to-back champs for the first time in a couple of decades. So a good ending to a season in the WNBA. That was an excellent season. That kind of ended right where we thought it was going to with those two best teams playing for the title. Yeah, I, I think we can get into this more. Jason Fitz, as we mentioned, going to join us in addition to being a lifelong diehard Raiders fan. Fitz is also a fan of everything Vegas. And yes. this team has sort of been the poster for the WNBA's growth and expansion. You had Tom Brady come on as an owner in this last year. Mark Davis is obviously the owner of this team as well as the Las Vegas Raiders. And the investment that he has made into this team, making Beckingham and until recently the highest page coach in the WNBA, bringing over all the this talent, having a player like Asia Wilson, who's played MVP caliber basketball, including finals MVP caliber basketball, what this shows us about what can come and continue to work in the WNBA. But coming up next, we will get to Thursday night football and away from possum talk on Gojo and Gola. All right, guys, let's talk about Jägermeister. They could have written a totally normal ad here, like a really classic ad. They could have talked about their history, the 56 botanicals. It could have been all salesy and cutesy, but they know you don't care. Jägermeister doesn't want to be like all those other ads you've seen and heard. They just wanted to say two things. Jägermeister is great, but everyone has been drinking it wrong. Damn, that's cold. Drinking it wrong? All right, if that's the case, how should we be drinking it? They are so glad you asked, and so am I, Dad. I'm here to help you. Ice cold is the answer, at zero degrees Fahrenheit to be exact. Ice cold shots of Jägermeister. That's it. That's all they want to tell you. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends or at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. 
And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. It is Thursday, and you know what that means. Kick off your weekend with Thursday Night Football on Prime. It is on, baby. We got Jags and Saints tonight, and Emerson's Lord and Savior Trevor Lawrence is officially questionable, guys. If he doesn't go, C.J. Beathard going to play in his stead. It would be his first start for Jacksonville, 13th career start overall. Guys, Trevor Lawrence has not missed a game yet in his NFL career, clearly hoping his run of 40 consecutive NFL games will not, you know, come to an end this evening. He's optimistic. He wants to play. Yeah, and, and Dad any sort of nick or injury for him a little different because this end the stationary guy right trevor lawrence mobility is a huge sell especially the way this offense has looked during this current win streak coming back over from london dad i've been so impressed by the jaguars offensively using the full 53 in the third of the field right with trevor lawrence and travis Etienne in that backfield they have really maximized the space every play it feels like you've got a bunch of bodies going in a bunch of different directions, east and west, that have helped make this offense, I think, the best version of itself that we've seen so far in this combination of Dougie P and Trevor Lawrence there. How do you feel going in tonight? Obviously, it feels like, Dad, the outcome of this game is almost solely hinging on Trevor Lawrence's health. If he's back there, I think the Jags are absolutely in great position to win this. You've had a defense that's been aggressive in turning the ball over going up against the Saints offense that's beat up up front and has not been productive this season, even if that defense is still one of the best in the NFL. Yeah, I've I've been a little surprised, and I know they've been beat up, but but New Orleans, I expected a little more out of them, especially on the defensive side of the ball. We'll see. We saw Travis – I mean – uh, Lawrence was out there with a knee brace on practicing again the 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 bad luck of hurting your getting hurt and having a short week then to try and be out on the field you know I, I, this is when you can rely while the quarterback is the most position most important position out there can you rely on others Travis at the end you're talking about what he's done he he leads an NFL touches uh through six weeks he's averaging 15 touches a game basically 13 runs and two passes last year, or, or that was last year. This year he's averaging 22 touches a game, almost 19 carries and three and a half receptions a game. So he's actually touching the ball more this year. So you rely on him a little more. I would probably expect him to be out there. Um, if he's not, listen, it, it's been, we started talking about it. We'll probably talk about it later. The backup, C.J. Beathard, has started 12 games all in San Francisco. But he does have some starts under his belt, so I think they feel somewhat confident there. But we'll see. I, I, I have a feeling he's going to want to give it a go because, remember, after a Thursday game, you got 10 days before the foot next week. So you get him through this one, you have 10 days. Or you just say, let's think of the long haul here. Uh, in that Because you look at that division, it's a close. Both these divisions are close. You know, they're sitting there up there yeah, with the Colts. They're with close the, and not good, both of these divisions. Exactly. Right? The respective Souths don't feel like these bastions uh, of juggernauts. I, I but agree. Everybody's got a chance right now. So so you wonder if you sit him here because you got the Colts now that are going to be playing with a backup at Gardner Minshew the rest of the year. You have the Texans, while they're a nice story and playing well right now, they're still a young team playing with a rookie quarterback in a long season. So... This might be one where if Lawrence is, is kind of not ready to go, you kind of let this one go to give him even that extra 10 days 
uh, of rest to come back, you know, fully healthy, you know, after this game. I say that as someone sitting back and just watching. Now, if we were still involved in this, you'd want to be out there. You'd want to be playing. And I'd imagine he would be really pushing to play this game. I think considering the rest of the AFC South is really interesting right now because the biggest danger as you were listing off all that stuff and I'm like, oh yeah, well, and you've got the Tennessee Titans too who had Ryan Tannehill dealing with an ankle injury. Malik Willis was out there and taking bad sacks, did not yeah. look very productive. We still haven't seen Will Levis. And so we're not sure what that's going to look like. And then I realized that's the most dangerous thinking I could have is to take my eye off the ball when Mike Vrabel's the one holding so true. it. Because right. NFL MacGyver would, he's he has really ascended into that time Tomlin role of a head coach in the NFL where the minute you start doubting or look away from them he's managed to MacGyver a team that's somehow going to be a playoff contender especially in a lax division but you're right dad we came into this season expecting Jacksonville kind of like yeah yeah I'd say a little similar maybe a one year back on the timeline to what we expected with Detroit based on the way your division is shaken up this team that has been full of young players and promise has been expected to take the next step. And for Jacksonville, we expected that step to be starting with the division. We talked with Lomas Brown about the Lions, and he said that was the goal for this year, win the division and win a playoff game. I think we've upgraded expectations for the Lions based on how well that defense is played, based on how well the offense is still played. For Jacksonville, we're somewhere in the middle ground, Dad, because offensively, you've got Trevor Lawrence, who's been revitalized now, since Doug Peterson came down here, he escaped the Urban Meyer era. But defensively, this has also been a much improved group. Josh Allen, the defensive Josh Allen, is having probably his best season since he was a rookie, leading this team, I believe, in sacks and hurries. And then on the back end, Andre Sisco, the safety group here, has been a part of a defense that's been one of the best at taking the football away in the NFL. And so while that might not be long-term sustainable, at the very least, it seems like the kind of thing that should lift you in a lackluster division to the top. Yeah, you you would think so. I I, I agree. I, and you, as we said, we talk about the Souths here and that NFC South. How amazing is this? Is you have Tampa Bay at three and two, and then Atlanta and New Orleans three and three, and certainly Carolina is zero and six. You know who scored the most points this year in that division? Carolina. <laughs> Carolina hasn't won a game, and they have scored one hundred and twelve points. The closest is Green. Uh, I'm sorry, New Orleans with 109, and then both Tampa Bay and Atlanta are in the 90s. I mean, now Carolina's given up the most points as well, expectedly when you haven't won a game. But that that is just such a head scratcher division where where I think you realize you're getting one team, you're getting the division winner like you got last year with a losing record in Tampa Bay, and you expect them to be out pretty quickly. And just when you say that, something miraculous happens and they make a run. Yeah, it's usually about how it goes. It's God, that's a pretty damning stat. And Saints, <laughs> Saints fans are are probably not all that surprised. This offense has been a major point of frustration for Pete Carmichael's bunch. I think this last game against the Houston Texans, despite the loss and their inability to convert yards into points, was the first game they had gone over 400 yards of total offense in this season, over 300 yards passing in this game. And when you look around there, Dad, you're going, all right, Chris Olave lives here. Yeah. Michael Thomas is in yes. this receiver room and has come back from injury and actually looked more yep. like himself than we've seen in a while. You got Alvin Kamara back healthy, but then you look up front right now, Dad, and it's been – 
kind of a revolving door of bodies there. Trevor Penning, their former top pick, got benched for a little while. His backup got hurt in the last game, so he's going to be back out there. Ryan Ramchek left last game with a concussion protocol, so he might not be good to go for tonight. It's been an area that for so long, Dad, was such a strength of this organization. New Orleans had always had a really strong offensive line going back to when I was in training camp with those guys and had managed to get an influx of young talent, had managed to bolster that position in the draft, but now has gotten to a point where it seems like that's no longer a strength they can rely on. And so as they go into this game tonight, Dad, one-point favorites at home at the Dome, which seems like respect for that environment. If Trevor Lawrence is good to go tonight, even in a limited capacity, I think the Jags get this win and I think they keep this hot streak alive I'm I'm going with them as well if he's out there uh, that's where I would go if not I'd probably lean toward New Orleans and and it really makes you understand and, and I think people kind of poo-poo it at times because you look at the quarter because you mentioned the two receivers the running back you know the quarterback the offensive line and just how important they are if you have a good one and they start to get nicked up or if you don't have a good one and you're trying to build one up of the effect it has from sacks They've given up 19 sacks of the rushing attack. This is as a team, they're averaging under three and a half yards a carry, which is not going to get it done. So, and a lot, you could sit there and talk about quarterback and or running back in those situations, but we know that offensive line is, is the, the, the glue in that mix that's going to help both the pass and the run with protection and run blocking. And, and they just don't have it now. We thought they would, but as you mentioned, a couple of injuries. But it, it, I think it gets glossed over a lot of times when you don't realize if you don't have that crew up front, that is going to really hamper your what, what you can do especially when your quarterback is Derek Carr. He's not one of those guys that's going to bail you out with his mobility. I know sometimes they'll do the Taysom Hill stuff still, the remnants yeah, of Sean yeah. Payton's love affair with the all-around Swiss Army knife, but that's only going to buy you so much, Dad. And you mentioned it, averaging just over three yards a carry, they're 23rd in rushing production, despite being 10th in rushing attempts throughout the league. Usually not the formula for success. Coming up next, though, you got questions, we got answers as we go three for Thursday in the NFL here on Gojo and Golik. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And now that the Boston Celtics have slayed the boogeyman in the Miami Heat, Boston fans will feel a little bit more confident about the situation. You can decide right now, and if you're new to DraftKings, you can also check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. We will get to three for Thursday here in just a second as we ask some questions heading into the NFL weekend. But I got a possum living in my walls, and it needs a name. And we have asked you guys to help us out. And, Dad, 
I have been, I guess, not wholly surprised given my affiliation with him and given what everybody knows about him. The amount of people in my Instagram mentions and now on Twitter who want me to name this possum Stu Gotts are really starting to mount up. Oh, wow. Because as they pointed out, he's a a pest that lives in the wall that doesn't pull his weight, as they've said. I love Stu Gotts. I don't agree with any of that assessment. That's what you guys are saying. I would only name this Stu Gatz because it's a beloved member of my home that I'm actually happy to have here, despite the fact that it hisses and yells about rings plus minus in my kitchen cabinet. Mike, Stu Gatz would agree with that assessment of himself. So why <laughs> wouldn't you? I mean, it, it's, I mean, that's him into a T. So that is an excellent name. And then he's with you always, we 24-7. Ask we'll ask him if he's cool with the possum being his namesake. All right, we will we will ask Stu Gotts about that. Other ones that have been thrown in here, Evan Schlaw playing to the brand Thick Rick, which don't necessarily hate. I did find out, by the way, speaking of possums, not necessarily about their thickness, although we were worried it might have been a girl and she might have been pregnant with baby possums. I'm not ready to be a possum dad. That's just not where I'm at in life. So let's really hope that's not the case. But I did find out you can tell the age of possums by the color of their ears. They're born with almost totally pink ears. And as they get older, the dark color grows up their ears. So a really old possum would have fully dark ears. And so you can kind of tell based on that line of darkness on their ear how old the possum is. This one's a little over a year. I got to say, it seems like you really love this possum. I'm just going to say it. I've really come around on possums. I used to be terrified of these little psychos. I'd see them on the road at night, and they got their teeth out and their little eyes, and they basically walk on stilts. Their legs don't seem to have knees or joints. But now, after seeing this possum and hearing its soft coos, I'm actually going to kind of miss it. So I'm going to say this, though. The, and you said that the, the lady from Animal Control, lovely lady, and give you facts about the possum. In all honesty, she could have told you anything and you would have That's believed true. it. I mean, yeah, right? Very, yeah. No, she was, she was very kind. She had kind yeah. eyes. She had yeah. a, a very nice demeanor. You heard it on the video and the way she addressed the possum. So, yeah, she absolutely could have lied to me, but I don't yeah. think she would do that. The fine folks of Manhattan Beach Animal Control did a phenomenal job, and they are deserving of praise. Last one here from Soul 93 I like this one. Very appropriate. Wally. Oh, living in the the wall. wall. Yeah, living in the wall. Oh, okay. Keep those coming at Gojo and Golik on Twitter. You can also hit us in the YouTube comments with those as well as people have pointed out. Hey, at least it wasn't a a skunk and someone in there mentioned that they had a snake come through a hole in nope. their wall in their bathroom, nope. which is my nope. worst nightmare. The uh-uh. Looking down in the toilet and seeing a snake coming up where I would have sit would nope. have been the thing that got me to light a match and burn this place down, 100%. Yep. So yep. Can't do it. Can't do the snake thing. No. Do not no. pass go. Do not collect Mm-mm. $200. Jesse, mm-hmm. let's get to three for Thursday. What do we got here? What's the idea? What are we doing? Okay, so three questions with a yes or no answer. We'll just roll through these, and then you guys can debate here. So here's the first question, number one here. All eyes will be on the matchup between 5-1 Miami and 5-1 Philly on Sunday night. But yes or no, Lions at Ravens is low-key the most intriguing matchup of the weekend. So Detroit, one of the teams sitting at 5-1, as we know from Dan Campbell's, what is this, 5? Yeah, going wild. Success <laughs> due large in part uh, to their top 10 ranked defense led by Aiden Hutchinson. Let's get a listen from him right now. I mean, we're rolling, and this is uh, this is what I think everybody envisioned, you know, when AG came here and 
uh, and kind of you know took control of this defense and I think we're finally doing what what, what what's expected of us so I think it's um, it's really exciting to see and I think the fans are loving it and so you know we're having fun while we're doing while we're doing it when the team's playing well it makes my job a hell of a lot easier and defense is giving us short fields um, O lines protecting really well and I got receivers downfield making plays so all that comes together and uh, I do my part and it, it makes it a lot easier for me you guys the Lions have the opportunity to improve to six and one for the first time since 1956. So there's a lot wow. riding on this game. So is this low key the game of the weekend? So it's definitely got that kind of potential, but dad, I'm still going with Dolphins and Eagles. Yep. I would say yep. no on this one, just because of the position Philly's in now, reigning NFC champions, coming off of a loss and having the best offense in the NFL roll through. I, I definitely am most intrigued by that. But for the Lions, this is a great test because this is one of the best offenses in the league that Detroit has going up against one of the best defenses, a top five unit with the Ravens. So I can see the intrigue. I'm still going Dolphins-Eagles. Yeah, I'm going Dolphins-Eagles as well. And, but like you had mentioned on this, Jesse, both top 10 defenses, Baltimore being number two, uh, in, in in defenses in the league. So I am looking forward to the matchup a lot and what this defense for Detroit's going to do against Lamar. But, I mean, the matchup's in Miami and, and Philly real quick. I mean, Miami has a number one rushing offense. Philly has a number two rush defense. Uh, the Eagles have hit the quarterback 46 times. That's tied for second. First is Miami at 49. Uh, Jalen Hurts is second in the NFL in total yards. Guess who's first? Two is first. A.J. Brown has uh, posted the second most receiving yards in the NFL. Guess who's first? Tyreek Hill. I mean, the matchups here yeah, and, and the yards and what they're producing in the tops near the top of the league and what the others have to defend is just too big a story this week. So I, I, I go Miami and Philly. Yep, huge swing state in that one. Jalen Carter's health back at practice this yep. week. When you look at the bills that were able to stuff up the Dolphins, so much of that started up front messing with the timing of this thing. But both, I mean, that's a great slate when you've got both of those to look forward to this weekend. What do we have for question number two here, Jesse? Yeah, okay, yes or no. We can name Stroud the best rookie quarterback. C.J. Stroud off to an unbelievable start. Broke the record for most passes thrown without an interception. That's 176 to start a career. So what do we think? We go in yay, we go in nay. Oh, I think, Dad, this is an overwhelming yes so far this season. And we're really without a lot of competition, right? We have... Bryce Young, who's struggled a bit in Carolina, largely due to the weapons. We haven't seen Will Levis yet. Uh, Anthony Richardson now going to be on IR for the rest of the season after electing to have that shoulder surgery and shut his year down. C.J. Stroud's been a revelation. As someone I saw comment yesterday, I think it might have been David Hellman, our buddy from the show the other day, who said we should have probably put more stock into the fact that C.J. Stroud had his absolute best game in his final game against Georgia in the CFP against one of the best defenses we've seen in college football. That has clearly translated to the next level. He has looked comfortable. He has been confident, and he's given this team new life so far this season. I think a bigger question is, is he the best rookie this year? He's definitely the best rookie quarterback. Is he going to win rookie of the year on the offensive side of the ball? Now, Bijan Robinson is playing great, averaging five yards a carry. Already has and he's like got 20. that camera angle they keep showing yeah. highlights from in Atlanta yeah. that makes everyone look like a damn superhero. Uh, I know. So I think that's who he's badly with. But that, to me, is going to be the bigger question. Is is C.J. Stroud playing like the, the offensive rookie of the year? He's definitely the best rookie quarterback. 
I would say right now the answer to that is also yes, right? It looks like it could be a sweep in Houston where you've got D'Amico Ryans probably in a coach of the year conversation if they yep. keep this up, and C.J. Stroud definitely at the helm for rookie of the year. Jesse, let's get one more, and what do we got here? We do have time for this. Yes or no, the Chiefs will win the AFC West this week, so they're hosting the Chargers coming off that Monday night loss to Dallas. Chiefs have won five straight. Oh, I, I, listen, I, yeah, I, I think this is yes. I think this is a yes. It was probably a yes in the beginning of the season when we were doing prognostication. I mean, yeah, I, I think they're they're the best team. They're going to win this. They're two and three charges. I think they'll go to two and four after this, while the Chiefs go to six and one. So yeah, I mean they're they're the best team in that division and, and literally the best team, you know, in the conference and battling right now, San Francisco and Philly for best team in the NFL. So uh, I guess I should say that quickly, throw Miami in there as well. But to this question, yes, they're, they're winning the, the West. Yeah, this is as much about the way the rest of the division has looked, right? right? You've got a Raiders team that's been listless, and now as I heard Jimmy Garoppolo, this Chargers team looks like Brandon Staley's seat's only going to continue to heat up. Uh, the Broncos are not riding. So all these things add up to a pretty easy walk, I think, for them. But they've now also started doing the old Patriot trick, Dad, where they just send guys out on loan to get rid of contracts and then oh bring them on gosh. back. McCole Hardman reportedly getting me? traded back from the Jets to the Kansas City Chiefs. It sounds like Frank Clark could be making his way back to Kansas City right now. They're getting the band back together Stunning. for one more heist. It's incredible. Sprinting out of their teams now getting back to Kansas City. I mean, just... Just, I mean, they have to be chuckling in Kansas City at this. Uh, all smiles in Kansas City. All smiles, but with a question mark in South Bend after a major move from Notre Dame starting quarterback. Next. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome back to Gojo and Golak. We got to talk about the stash heard around the world. <laughs> Sam Hartman has a mustache, everybody. Okay, so he had the beard. He was rocking the beard look. He has shaved off the full beard, as you can see in this video, and he is now rocking a mustache. So, guys, fellas, was it the right move to lose the beard? Oh. What do we think of the stash look? Oh. He's given that 70s vibe, you know. Yeah, yeah, he oh looks yeah. like a 70s porn star. 70s yeah. porn star. Yeah, I was yeah that's, say that's that. where we're going there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can call yeah. it what it is. Yeah. Listen, it, 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 I, I've wish I've had the beard since COVID. And, and before that, whenever I try and grow a beard and I'd walk out of like the, the bathroom and show my wife, she would giggle at me and I'd walk right back in and shave it off. Um, but for, for some reason during COVID, when I grew it, she was like, oh, that looks pretty good. To which now I'll never get rid of it because she said that. It's the salt and, and pepper, by the way. Yeah, it's well, the it, sprinkle it gray is. in there and yeah, helps everything. Yeah, and but Sam, when you're as good looking as Sam Hartman is, it don't matter because for the most part, you'd be like, "Oh man, dude, don't shave the beard." You got like if you said '70s porn star, are we going down that road. When you're that good looking, it doesn't matter. It, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. He can do whatever he wants, and and it's going to be a win for him. I mean, put his picture up anywhere, and and it people go nuts. So. It, 
it is interesting to consider. Now we are on the cusp of November. A lot of guys do the mo you know, the Movember. We'll use that to raise money for good causes, things like that. So we'll wait and see if it's tied to something like that. Seems like a very charitable young man. Also, he's inching closer. So even when he had the beard, because of the long hair, General Moxie at the position, Dad, Jesse reminded me so much of Shane Falco from The Replacements, who did not wear a beard in that movie. And so if he does get down to the naked face, we're going to need the side-by-side between him and Keanu Reeves because the similarity is pretty striking here. That being said, this one seems pretty easy to attribute, guys. We're living in Travis Kelsey's America right now. Football Mm. players are looking around at the mustachioed success that Travis Kelsey's dating life has been and saying, Lord Jesus, I've seen what you've done for others, and I want you to do that for me. Is there any thought to, and by the way, the one thing you lost with the beard, you lose the nickname Sexy Jesus, right? I mean, because that was another one I mean, uh, that, that he had going on. and now he doesn't have Jesus the beard. never had a mustache. But, we don't. That is know. true. We had like a 13-year gap where we just didn't see Jesus. So he might so, have been rocking the stash during that. Everybody oh. also, you know, the depictions of Jesus make him white. He wasn't white. So we that really have no idea what Jesus looked like. Is, Jesus is it, might have had a mullet and a handlebar mustache. Is it around poss- on his desert Harley. For all is we know. It Possible, is it possible that Sam's last two games haven't been great, right? Louisville had five turnovers, and it wasn't a great game against USC either. Do you think maybe this is a little bit know, of a slump buster? Stir yeah. the waters like, a little bit. Um, it might have been that. Of, instead of saging the locker room, he, yeah. <laughs> he was expelling the demons from his face. Yeah, from the mustache or from the beard. I I, I don't know. We're all guessing at this point because, well, you know, it's, he didn't call us and tell us. I right. can tell you this as a football player who once did not shave until we lost. My last year at Notre Dame in 2012, I started growing my beard at the start of the season. And I jokingly said to someone, I'm not going to shave until we lose a game. And up until that point in my Notre Dame career, we had done a fair amount of losing, about 500 uh, record, more, more or less. And that game, we rattled off 12 in a row. So by the end of the year, I've got a big, long, nasty beard. The upkeep is tough. It gets itchy and uncomfortable under the chin strap. There's a lot of things logistically that might lead me to say, hey, this guy could have just looked up and said it's a little bit more comfortable if I'm just rocking the lip pillow right here instead of the <laughs> overall face pillow. So uh, congratulations to Sam Hartman on keeping him guessing during the bye week because you're right, Jesse. This is an opportunity to go back, self-scout, dad, look at what you can do better. And so maybe, as they've said, offense slowed down production after that hot start in the first four games, maybe looking to get back, lighten the load on the old face. We will wait and see. Dad, he's not the only one that made waves. Sam Hartman doing it with the camera. Dabo Sweeney, Clemson head football coach, doing it with the microphone uh, earlier this week on the Clemson Coaches Show had a caller calling in complaining about what had gone on so far this season. Clemson already with two conference losses, losing on opening night to Duke and then losing in an overtime thriller to Florida State this season as they sit in Florida too. And Dabo Sweeney had a response to some of the fans in their fan base saying, quote, we're at a point in our time, and I hate that, where people, if you don't go undefeated, say you're losers, you're terrible. And it's just such a terrible mindset. And honestly, we may need to lose a few games to lighten up the bandwagon sometimes the bandwagon can get a little bit too full dad are you surprised that Dabo Swinney now I mean a couple of decades his time at Clemson he's been the figure there forever he's done so much winning especially in the college football playoff era are you surprised to hear a coach sound like this publicly talking to the fan base no not not after he says says the coach now saying rattle off what he did did after four games when you're two and two Okay, a position they're not used to. 
if they were six and zero right now, you wouldn't hear or six and one and had that one loss. I don't think you'd hear it coming out of his mouth. They were two and two after four games. Now they're four and two right now. So I think that has a lot to do with it. So I, I yeah, I don't put a whole lot to that as a fact that he's in a position now. He's not maybe not used to being in because he's been near the top for so long. Uh, that it gives him this to say now when he's when he's hearing from disgruntled fans and what he's saying is right. I mean, I remember our, you know my buddy and, and Mike. We've had him on the show. I work with him a ton. Bill Curry when he was coaching at Alabama and he talked to me about how it was there when he had little old ladies coming up to him. You know, after a loss, you know, what and gone. So the the pressure is high. There's no doubt about it. But this this coming off of a two loss season earlier in the season. I think what uh, kind of ignited some of this. I would say, and I listen, just a familiarity thing, right? Dabo has been the head coach at Clemson since 2009, but he's been coaching at Clemson since 2003. Right. He's been there for a long time. And, Dad, I'm sure in his mind, we talked about this a lot with the ego surrounding the Brady-Belichick thing. He's looking around going, what more do I have to give you people? At this point, what he's done, two-time national champion during the college football playoff era. They've won the ACC eight times. They've yeah. basically been the stock answer since Jameis Winston left Florida State. It's basically been their conference. They've been the one lifting this thing up and going toe-to-toe -to -toe in the early CFP era, really pre-expansion. It was them in Alabama yep. as the one and two side-by-side -side mm -hmm. sun and moon before Georgia showed up and crashed the party the last couple of years. And so I'm sure part of him is looking around and going, I've given you the best decade of Clemson football ever. And we hit a little rough patch here, which they did last year too. Yeah, right, Dad? Yeah, they you had did. the will they won't yep. they with DJU and K Clubnick at quarterback. And you look up at the end of the season, they still got 10 wins. And it is a victim 100% of his own success because the fan base has caviar taste now where it wasn't that long ago where we were, I was covering college football when we were still talking about Clemsoning this idea that you couldn't get out of your own way and win in the biggest moments. And we've lived long enough to now maybe get back to that point is an insane Testament to their longevity. But also now I'm sure that frustration that goes when you feel like much like we've talked about with Belichick, look what I've done. I'm owed a certain level of respect from this fan base. Yeah. And, and, Saban seems to get it right. You know, you don't hear that. Do we hear this kind of talk in, in Alabama hey, at all? I, 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 I guess, I guess Saban hasn't come out and said anything about it yet. But listen, these they're are also the, still in the CFP hunt right now. Like Clemson with two losses appears to be on the done. outside yeah. looking in. Oh in yeah, with two losses, you're done. Alabama yeah, yeah. is still technically in this thing. They, they absolutely are. But uh, I mean, listen, Dabo should know more. And I can see the frustration when you've been so successful somewhere. You think you're because we always say winning a national title, winning a Super Bowl, winning a championship buys you a little more time, buys you a little more love, buys you a little more leeway from fans. But sometimes that just doesn't happen. Uh, so, you know, maybe they caught him in a moment of frustration here. Who knows? Uh, but I, I think that's definitely what yeah. happened, Dad, because it's inadvisable. It might have felt good to say it that but time. But you shouldn't say it. right? But you can't say it, especially no. when you're the coach that's been as public about avoiding yep. the things that are a current part of the sport between right. the transfer portal, the idea of name, image, and likeness. Dabo's one that's railed against the idea of pay paying athletes in the past as far as making them employees, which we could potentially be on the cusp of. And so that is the backdrop, Dad, is probably the source of frustration more than anything for Clemson fans is we feel 
like you're resisting the future in a way that's going to cost us despite everything you've done. But he played the game up until then, right? Don't they have a slide in their in their locker room? I mean, when when the whole thing was who's building the bit next big complex, they were right there with that. They had no problem saying, okay, we're going to do this to get the recruits, but now it took a turn he doesn't like, you know, at the transfer portal and NIL, and all of a sudden he's resistant a little bit. Man, it's adapt or die. We know that. You may not like, I said this all the time, I get people complaining about it. You may not like it, but it ain't going anywhere, so you better learn how to deal with it and have it work to your advantage. Dabo has since walked back these comments slightly, but Pandora doesn't go back in the box. We'll be back after this. Go, Joe and Golan.